Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob and Heather Kim. Seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And it's awesome. Heather, you, you are our first ever guest ever. on the show. Really? Ever. Really? Yes. Wow. Ever. We've never had a guest yeah. on the show before. Yeah, and so maybe awkward. last. And so it might be the last. Depending how this goes. <laughs> no pressure. We'll I can't how imagine how honored you I feel right now. I, I can barely handle it right now. Yeah. It's trying to hold it together. Yeah. Don't yeah. be nervous. You'll do fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try You'll my best. This is just like abiding together, except there's no coffee. It's like abiding together with a third wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like that. Exactly. Like two, two it's like the e-moped of <laughs> abiding no, together. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sister Welcome, Miriam everybody. Is... It's great to have everybody here. Great to have you guys here. We are uh, recording this for those that are watching at home live at the Power and Purpose Conference here on campus, and it is, uh, it is really exciting. How many of you guys have heard our podcast? All right, so some of you guys. How many of you are familiar with the podcast Heather's on called Abiding Together? I don't like there was more cheers to that. How many of you don't even know what a podcast is? All right, there's you some. You just came so, here because you knew it was air-conditioned and you didn't want to go anywhere right. else. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I would say probably 95% of our listeners are here, Bob. But here's, According to okay, the so I did a little search yesterday, Bob, and, and those of you who pay attention to our podcast, you know that Bob and I are huge in Iceland. Huge. And we are, we've, this wow. isn't funny, this is serious, all right? So we have moved up to the top 50 in podcasts in Iceland. We are now above, um, like, lots of people. Wait, that's not, it's true, like, it's uh, Joel, Joel Olstein, he's below us, yep, that's yeah. right, yeah, baby, yep. Take that, Olstein. That's right, that's right. So Wait, where's abiding together on that list? I, I don't think we're very big in Iceland, I don't know. I think, I think more men li listen to podcasts in Iceland. Iceland is a manly country. I did, although I did With go, lots of rocks you know, and moss. You guys' podcast is amazing, and I went and I just looked at some of your guys' numbers, and... I believe they have a review, something like four or 5,000 reviews or something like that. We've got 12. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a 4.9 positive. There you go. Yeah. That's I'm all really that really matters. I'm really proud of you guys. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Yeah, you, you, uh, if you downloaded, if you counted all of the downloads that we have, it doesn't equal one of their episodes. But we have a good time doing it. Yeah. It's probably because of the way we're doing this right now, actually. Kind of an aimless banter. Yeah. So uh, Heather said, goes, she said, like, are we going to prepare for this? And I said, we just did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was like, right, that's just like abiding together. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Can I just share, though, um, Heather and I go back quite a ways. How long? Like, because you are pretty old. I was just a child. No, <laughs> just kidding. She's going to fit in great, isn't she? Um, yeah, we need to volume up a bit on mine, too. Yeah. Um, so... We go back probably 25 years. Yep, just about. And we used to watch Survivor together when Survivor was just happening. Mm -hmm. uh, we would watch that together. But Isn't I had Survivor like up to like 47 or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. I had the yeah. blessing and honor of actually uh, presiding at Heather's wedding. Yes. It was nice? really special. It, it was. was special. Uh, do you know what the story I'm going to tell? Um, there's a couple stories you could choose from. The reception? <laughs> I mean, the rehearsal? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, so okay. Um, she was married up in Abbotsford. Abbotsford, British Columbia, something like that. Is that right? That was smooth. Is that a right? Abbotsford, not Abbotsford. Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. pretty close. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, so we, we're getting ready for the rehearsal, which was just wonderful. And I actually 
both Heather and her husband love the Lord, and I was just excited to be able to do their wedding because I knew it was going to be blessed, anointed, and graced. So we walk into the church at the time of the rehearsal, and there in the middle of the church is a dead body, all right? So he's literally, not, he's not joking. I'm not joking. I'm totally serious. They were in having, a casket. In a casket. Not just laying there not, on yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would have been good. <laughs> good. See. There's like a tape outline yeah, yeah, in right. front of the altar. Just. That's why she's here to. to I, I, I'm a big picture person. She's going to fill in the details. But they were having a funeral the next morning, so they just led the, left the body in the middle of the church for the wedding rehearsal. So as the bridal party's coming up, I kept on saying, okay, the body's not going to be here tomorrow, yeah. all right? So just, we're going to be here. The body's not going to be here tomorrow. And we're like trying to be reverent yeah, yeah, you know, in some so way. Yeah, it was, it was really, so awkward. Yeah. But I think to this day, I still pray for that guy. <laughs> Do you pray for us? More importantly... Sometimes. Okay. Thank you. Sometimes. Thank you. There are some other stories about her, her wedding. We're going to just move along. Yeah. We're going to move along. Yeah. Thank you, though. Brains? Never mind. Thanks for reminiscing. Yeah. Anyway, Welcome back to you, Bob. Bob. It's good to Hi, have Bob. you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, we usually do a little bit of sports on our podcast. Yes, we do. And um, now, you're, you live in Canada, so yeah. I imagine yeah. big hockey. Do you have a team? Well, I live outside Vancouver, so I'd say the Canucks are my team. Okay. But, you know, I'm not really a sports person. Like, I actually saw this thing last night. It was a photo okay. of, like, all these Calgary Flames fans. You're right. And, and one Vancouver fan just holding a sign and saying, go out there and have some fun. And I was like, that's me. Like, that's <laughs> totally me. Like, I, I'm not really into it. But yeah. I can appreciate that you do. Yeah, well, it's yeah. exciting. Well, can so we say for the record, she goes, first off, she said, I've listened to your podcast a couple of times. <laughs> A couple of times. I, I, every week. You're lying. Sorry. You're lying. Sorry. But the, um, one thing she said is, all you guys talk about the whole time is sports. I said, we don't talk about that the whole time. Just the first few minutes. Yeah. When she, she's yeah, that, she she's that stat that we see on YouTube where it's like two minutes and then <laughs> viewership just drops. And back up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, just really quick recap. So we're recording this on Saturday. So by the time... Those hear it on Wednesday, but Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. The, the uh, They That Hope Curse is going strong. We we backed Tampa Bay Lightning. They're down two nothing in the series against the Rangers. You're welcome, Tech. So that's a bit tragic, but we are rooting for the Boston Celtics, and they had a huge win uh, in in uh, against the Warriors. Did you watch that game at all? Well, I saw the highlights because they like showed it like nine o'clock at night. I came on. It was eighty to ninety. Boston was losing, and they scored. They went on a 20-2 run. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was amazing. You're I feel like I'm watching a tennis match right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It was, it was really good. So and then there's something about baseball I'm sure you want to That's share. Right. Well, just Nobody for the actually record. cares about it, but go ahead. Just for the record, uh, some of you here are going to a baseball game with us tomorrow in Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody say yes to that. Yes, they are. Right over That's there. That's the staff. You're paying <laughs> them to go. The staff. That's like one person. They're not the staff. In fact, one of those is a Canadian. She's, she's wearing people. a wild goose shirt. She's clearly a plant. That's a human person, not Amen. a plant. That's, that's true. Somebody asked me actually last night, would I rather watch baseball on TV or golf? Oh, that's tough. Golf. It's not tough. Yeah, golf. I would totally say golf, golf, too. At least with golf, they always hit it when they swing. You know? Baseball, they're just... You never see, you never see anybody miss a golf swing. 
Those guys are professionals. I can't believe you and I are even friends. Yes. It's really <laughs> ridiculous. So, true. but the other thing is that we're having an alumni event. Uh, it's going to all be over. But on Tuesday, we're going to be in Cincinnati. So we invite everybody to come out on Tuesday. We've talked about this. Are you seeing the Reds? For the Reds, okay. right? And then the next night, we're going to go up and watch the Guardians, which are really the Indians, but we're calling them the Guardians, the Guardians. right? No, the Guardians are actually really cool. That's a cool name. Okay. Have you heard about the... Um, the friars that are going to all the ballparks, yeah, like the yeah. bleacher, what yeah. are they called, the bleacher boys or I don't something know. like that? That's the life I should be living. Yeah. yeah. They're like doing a ministry. They're going to every baseball park. It's a ministry. Yeah. And uh, they're evangelizing there. You should do that. What do you do in your free time? I have three dogs, so that takes up a oh, lot. That's of right. Time. So I could go to my text messages. Heather and I were texting back and forth. And do you want to share what you shared with me? Well, he was sharing some things, so I was like, well, I want to bring you into my world. And I was like, my dog just had explosive diarrhea right now. Mm. I said, it smells like the reeks in here. And he was like, thank you for that image. I was like, and you. I was like, like, I'm just trying to be vulnerable, you know? It worked. (laughs) It worked. Are we going to be praying for healing for that tonight? Yeah. Well, for him, maybe. He didn't talk to me again. That's right. So, um, Heather... We're going to go on and to talk about your podcast. Just some of the people are familiar with it, some are not. Just share a little bit about how that came about and and what your podcast is about. Yeah, so we have a podcast called Abiding Together, and it's with my two best friends, Sister Miriam James Hyland and Michelle Bensinger, and they are just two gems in the world. I just love them dearly. And the podcast was really just born out of our friendship and um, just vulnerable conversations we were having with each other, and it's sort of like you Sounds like us. Wait, did you guys copy us? Did we inspire you guys? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, we've been doing a weekly podcast for the last five years. And um, so there's lots of episodes. If you want to jump in and check them out, there's different series, but also just, yeah, deep conversations about faith and life and the real stuff. So we're just trying to, yeah, journey together. And you're welcome to join us on that journey. It is. It's cool. My, my mom listens to the podcast. It comes out on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and is a... Uh, as a son, but also a priest, there's something really beautiful and that moves my heart and causes great gratitude when people minister to my family, and then particularly my mom. So she'll share with me, yeah, she really, she likes sister and she likes Michelle, but like she just loves you. And just the fact that you, you minister to my mom's heart and as a son and as a priest, it's always great. I'm very, very grateful Thank for you. that. It's a privilege so. for us, yeah. And I think I've been on two of your podcasts. Is you that have, right? yeah. So if you only want to listen to two. Wait, wait, whoa, you've had... You've had Dave on your podcast? I'm so, oh, sorry, Bob. I, um, your phone was busy. It was Michelle. It was Michelle. I'll blame so, Michelle. Yeah, yeah that's totally fine. Yeah. I will. I'll blame Michelle. All right, Bobby, anything else going on this week? I don't think so. We have a conference. Yes. Which is awesome. So it's the start of our, it's the start of our summer conference season. And how many folks are here? 760. Something like that? Something like that's that. Awesome. 760. That's really great. It's so good. It's, so it's, always, it's always such a gift to get back into conference season. And, you know, I think, um, you know, something we all got out of the pandemic is just to not take things for granted that you used to take for granted. Yes. You know, I was, I mean, I've been doing conferences for over 25 years now. And, yeah, when 2020 hit, it was like, wait, there's not a conference. So I, I would say, like, ever since then, just being more grateful, like, to wake up in the morning and be like, I get to go to a conference today. Like, it's just such an incredible gift. Thank you all for coming uh, to these conferences. I mean, you're the reason we do it. And uh, I guess this would be our Franciscan promo, but uh, if you're listening at home, uh, check out Franciscan or steubenvilleconferences.com. 
That's studentvilleconferences.com. We've got adult conferences. We've got youth conferences. We have things happening all throughout the year. And it's just a, it's just a spectacular ministry. Actually, that's where Father Dave and I first met, uh, was doing these conferences together. I think back in 94. That yeah. sounds right, 94 or yeah. 95. Can, can you recall, like, what's the funniest story you remember of our conferences? Of the youth conferences? Yeah, any of them. Uh, As you're thinking, I'll tell you mine. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we were in St. Louis. We might have the same story. No, right? then yeah. I get it first. That's why yeah, I said yeah, go yeah, first. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're in St. Louis. This is just fantastic. We are going to talk um, about the Our Fathers and stuff, so don't worry. Yeah. Don't leave. Like, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> They're, they're so, thinking, if I was watching this, I'd be turning it off right now. That's right, so they can't walk out. So we're in St. Louis, and the, it's a youth conference. We've got about 1,000 kids, and we're in a gymnasium that made it difficult to kneel down. And then we would also make an announcement about if you're not Catholic and you want to come to communion, just put your hands across your chest. So the archbishop is there, and I said, Archbishop, this is an announcement we make. During the consecration, if you'd like to stand and remain standing, that's fine because it's hard to kneel. And if you're going to come up to communion and not Catholic, put out your hands over your chest, you'll get a blessing. I said to the Archbishop, do you want me to tell that announcement or would you like to do it? And he goes, no, Father Dave, why don't you do it? I said, fine. So it comes time as the kids are just about to kneel down to make that announcement. And I realized that I'm not going to be able to get the announcement. So I tell somebody on my team, I said, would you go make this announcement? So they passed it on to the music ministry. And this is the way the not announcement. Not me, though. Not me, though. No, no, no. <laughs> this is the way the announcement came out. As all of the kids are beginning to kneel down, the announcement is, yes, we would like to make an announcement. If you're not Catholic, please remain standing. <laughs> So, oh my so that we can differentiate you from the Catholics. So there's this poor little kid in a red shirt. I still pray for him. He starts to kneel down, and then he stands up. All of the Catholic kids around him kneeling down, and he has his hand across his chest. Oh no. the, the archbishop looks at me like, you're an idiot, right? <laughs> so this is the, the kid goes home. He goes, you'll never believe what they did at that conference. They made me stand up the whole time. That was my favorite memory. Bob? That's, that's ecumenism right there. That's right. That's, That's right. amazing. Um, I don't know how many of you know uh, a colleague of ours. His name is Bob Lesneski. And Bob is just one of those crazy people. And he had this idea that he wanted to ride a motorcycle into the field house. So um, we have a, another this friend is, of ours who works story. at conferences, uh, Brian Huff. And Brian is a wonderful man. He's very, he's very straight-laced. You know, he actually has top button buttoned. He's always in khakis. Like, he just lives in khakis. And so Bob mentioned this at the team meeting. He said, I'm going I'm to drive my motorcycle into uh, the conference tonight. And Brian went, yeah, okay. And, and Bob went, can I do it? He's like, yeah, sure. Not thinking for some reason. And you, never, you always have to take Bob seriously. So then uh, I'm up there like working out with the music, and Brian bursts in. And he says, was Bob being serious? I'm like, probably. And, and I'm like, we said, you let him do it. He's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And he showed me this text message, this really long text message he sent Bob about like, hey, you can't do it. There's safety, there's concerns and all this stuff. And Bob's response was, buckle up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then Brian like sent like all the student workers like at every doorpost, like on guard for Lesneski to come in with a motorcycle. And he ended up coming in on like his daughter's like, pink tricycle, uh, you know, and he just like wheeled it in, you know, we were playing like bad to the bone as he was coming in. It was a good, it was a good time. All right. So this wasn't exactly a conference, but it was the occasion when Heather and I were doing ministry together. We were at Lourdes and we were celebrating mass and she was the music ministry. And if 
my guess is you probably never do music on your podcast, do you? Okay, this is one of the most anointed women in the world at, at leading worship. She really is. And she doesn't, she doesn't lead worship on her podcast, but this woman is just profoundly anointed. So anyway, we're at communion time. It's the sign of peace. And Heather is quite a ways away. And, you know, I just kind of went, peace. I said, peace to you. But the problem was is the chalice was in front of it. So all she could see was this. So she thought I'm pointing at the chalice and she's going, I'm like, yeah, I would yeah, like yeah, some, I of some of that. Yeah, give me some <laughs> sure. of that. So. Mixed messages. That's right. right. Now you have to share a funny ministry story. I can't think of one on the spot except for the one that I was told about here at the conferences. So this is my first conference speaking, but I used to like play worship at the conferences when I was a student here. But Father Dave was telling me, and uh, another person was telling me about another speaker that is a mutual friend who was having a beautiful ministry moment yeah. and was stepping away towards these stairs, and just the song was going stepping on. back, and she's like, says some line of the song. It's like, I mean, it's like perfect. It's oh, so how beautiful. He loves us. Yeah. Oh, how he loves. And then she, she wanted just, to get off the stage quietly. She's like, I don't yeah, want people to like, applaud just, at the end of my talk. And I then just she want just to like, disappear off the stage and just let God have all the glory. And she disappeared by tumbling right down <laughs> the stairs. It was like so loud. And it was like, and what did you do? I started cracking up. It was just <laughs> awful. But here's the thing. Okay, you can't see this, but if you look right here, there are these poles here. And that was because one time somebody, we used to not have poles. Oh, crap. Great. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. We used to not have poles there. And one time we're in the middle of a conference and there was a guy and he kind of scooted his chair back. He disappeared. He literally <laughs> fell down. The whole thing fell and he just, it was like raptured. So we now have, we now have poles that are here. It's so crazy. Another time, really, really quick, and then we'll, we'll get on to the Our Father. Um, Bob, and I'm going to have you tell this story, but we don't have a lot of time, and sometimes... sometimes Is it about Star Wars? No, it's not. It's about oh. the horse. Oh, yeah, the horse. right. But sometimes it goes on a little... So tell the story about the horse. Wow, thanks for that setup. <laughs> hey, Bob, there's this really funny story that you usually take way too long to tell, so well, if you could just tighten it can up. Can I just say halfway into it, I was saying, I think you've actually shared this story on the podcast before. I've never heard it because okay, I don't listen go. to well, your podcast. I'll, I'll tell That's because you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is back in the day when we were in the tents. We had this idea that I would come in. Uh, I was like doing like the programming for the youth conference, that I would come in riding on a horse. Uh, the Great Adventure was the theme, actually. Stephen Curtis Chapman's song, The Great. So, saddle, saddle up your horses. horses. So I thought this would be great. I'll come riding in on a horse. Now, one small problem, I don't ride horses. Um, but I've seen other people ride horses, and I thought, this, this really shouldn't How be a problem. How hard can it be? And I originally had the idea, I want to ride a horse shooting a gun in the air. Also, never shot a gun in my life. Um, but it seemed in my head this would be a great idea. So we got, um, the gun thing didn't work out. That's probably the long part of the story. But we did find a horse, and it was from Faith Ranch, and they do like these horses that, you know, kids can ride and stuff like that. So... Anyway, I'm waiting. There's about 3,000 teenagers in the tent, and the idea was that there was going to be, like, lots of music and, like, fake gunshots. So as I'm on this horse, the guy says, no, there's not going to be a lot of loud noise, is there? I said, yeah. I said, there's 3,000 kids. They're going to be screaming their heads off. And he's like, oh, no, no. This horse spooks really easy. I'm just like, what? Like, why am I on this spooky horse? So what we ended up doing, this vision of like noise and guns and like, you know, giddy up. Um, <laughs> Jim Beckman was the host. Jim had to say like, we need everyone to be very quiet. 
and, and they just like slowly led me in. <laughs> to, to and then I quietly got off and we're like, no, shh. And we had to wait till they quietly walked the horse out. That would be so awkward if you were just here watching that. You're yeah. like, what the heck is but going on? It's funny, on? but then even later, kids were like, that was so cool when you came in on the horse. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's no oh. e-moped. Should I talk about this? No, it's what? It's no e-moped. I'm getting a, I'm getting a moped. It's very exciting. Seriously. All right, let's just move on. No, I have, I've got this image of, what was his name? That character that went to the Alamo. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. I have an image of Pee Wee This guy like riding up the hill going to class in the morning. It's going to be awesome. It's I was be thinking awesome. Dumb and Dumber. I'll post pictures there. when I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. We don't just be you guys. Sorry. Are you going to break off into your own podcast or what's sure. going on over there? Sorry. Aww. <laughs> I'm going to okay. start my own podcast called Abiding Alone. It's just going to be a picture of me. Abiding with Bob. Need that. Nope. <laughs> okay, Bob, um, why don't you catch everybody up because not everybody here has been listening to the podcast, what we've been doing for the last, this is week five, right? Yeah, so it's been really fun. At the end of our podcast, we uh, always are hitting different themes, and the past few podcasts, uh, we've been looking at the petitions of the Our Father prayer, which is the perfect prayer. Uh, it's, a, it's a prayer that Jesus gave us, and it is so, it's, it's, it's so rich in all of its meaning because it's, Within it is how to pray. I mean, it is God, it's Jesus giving us the language that we need to be using for our Father. And some people don't even realize that there are seven specific things that we ask for in the Our Father prayer. It's the kind of prayer that we just grow up with. We say we're almost not even really being too attentive about it. But the first three petitions of the Our Father prayer are about God. It is, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done. And then the final four petitions... Uh, have to do with us. And in our previous episode, I guess two episodes ago, because our previous episode, we went to go see Top Gun Maverick. Oh my gosh, Top Gun Maverick. Don't say anything. What do you mean, don't say anything? I haven't seen it. Top Gun's my favorite movie. Well, Why haven't you seen, seen it? Because I, I was kind of preparing for this, you know. Your priorities are way out of line. Yeah, I was going to say. We literally interrupted the podcast to go to the movie. We started the podcast, we went to the movies, and then we came back and we finished the podcast. That was our last episode. Okay, so we go to the movie, and again, I've said a thousand times, it's unbelievable that Bob and I are friends, and we actually spend time together, and we hang out because we're so different. So I go through, and I get a popcorn, and I'm putting some of the little butter stuff on. He goes, he goes whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. I go, I'm putting some of this in my popcorn. It's not even butter. I said, it's my popcorn. He goes, it is now. I'm not eating that. That's true. It's just butter. Then, fla- it says butter flavoring. Okay, that's fine. And then what do you have for the movie? You got me a beer. At 10 o'clock in the morning. Shut- <laughs> it's always 11 o'clock somewhere. I have a new appreciation for It was you. great. And yeah. then I took a nap. It was a great day. Nice. Anyway, we went to the movie last week. Okay, I'm jealous. So the Our Father. Um, <laughs> So uh, give us this day our daily bread. Actually, daily is translated as super essential. Mm -hmm. And now we get to this next one, and we're really excited to have you in this conversation. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that's one petition. I think, you know, it's interesting. If you ever say it, you know, when we're in church, there's always this really odd breath that everybody takes. It's, and forgive us our trespasses. 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's almost like this subliminal, like, I don't want these two things that's to be right, connected to right. each other. Couldn't we just stop at the like, first Like, really one. saying, forgive us our trespasses. Oh, and by the way, maybe, you know, help me forgive somebody else. Anyway. Can we, wait, wait, <laughs> can I just make a point on that? It's interesting when you go to other countries where, you know, we have a cadence for how we say the prayers. They do them differently. So they may not have that break at the same place. It's just an interesting dynamic I wanted to share. How do they say that in Canada? Take off, eh? <laughs> we go, as if it was what I was saying. Forgive us our hosers, so eh? So if, if you're playing along at home, um, the catechism reference is, and we always tell it, is 2838 to 2845. Uh, and it's interesting, the very beginning of this, Bob, says the petition, I love this, this petition is astonishing, right? So, and it goes on to say why it is, but at the heart of this is, that Jesus' purpose and his sacrifice, it says, so that our sins might be forgiven. So just a moment or two on that, that the, the petition that we offer in this is just that, is that, and it's, it's fittingly that it's right before we receive the Eucharist. Actually, you preached on it this morning, is, is that holiness isn't not having sin and not failing, but it's, it's God's presence and God's work in our life. But what the church invites us to do every time we come to liturgy is this, is to recognize that we've sinned and that we do that before we go. So the first part of this is, Lord, forgive us our trespasses. And, you know, that gift of mercy is connected to that next part. You know, the catechism makes a really big uh, focus on that word as. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And it notes that Jesus, this wasn't the only time Jesus used as. He liked as. Uh, Love one another as I have loved you. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so this use in this prayer really shows us the, the, the reciprocity of the, the work of mercy. And, it's, and as I was reflecting and praying about it, you know, it's not, um, it's not like a punishment. You know, the, the, it, it can almost sound like that a little bit, right? Like, well, if you don't forgive people, I'm not going to forgive you. You know, like it's this kind of like, well, I'm going to, Quid you know, pro quo. Yeah, a quid yeah, pro yeah. quo. That's not it. I think it's more along the heart of what we need to do to be able to receive God's mercy is to, is to be merciful. You know, I, when I was younger, um, I remember I had this weird transla- this Bible translation, and, and there was one part that talked about the unforgivable sin. And the unforgivable sin, that was like the heading of the Scripture. But it talked about if anybody blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, they can't be forgiven. And I, as a teenager, I remember I was like... I know I did that. I was so freaked out. I was That's like, right. oh my gosh, wait I a second. I I, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I did that at some point. I don't even know what it meant. And now I can't get forgiven. But then finally God explained to me, he's like, no, no, no. The, the whole reason of saying that is if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the grace by which you're forgiven. It's like putting a kink in the hose. Like, you can't be forgiven if you're calling the very means by which you're forgiven cursed. It, but once you stop it, then you get the grace. And it's a similar thing, I think, with this, which isn't to say, you know, a quid pro quo, no, you're a bad person, until you do this, I won't do this for you. It's this idea of there's a kink in the hose of mercy, and it goes both ways. And as much as we can allow God's mercy to work in our life is as much in which we can share that mercy with others. The, the, our Father prayer is given to us in the context of the Sermon on the Mount, and it concludes with be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so what God desires for us is transformation. He doesn't just want to put band-aids on our wounds. He really wants to heal us. And the fruit of receiving God's mercy 
is being transformed so that we can share mercy to others. And that's just, again, that's just how it is. As we are forgiven, we can forgive. And as we forgive, we can be forgiven. Yeah, it says in, in the, the catechism that we cannot love the God that we cannot see if we do not love the brother or sister that we do see. Yeah. I was like, ow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are the things like I was talking about last night when we truly look into our hearts, you know, like I'm constantly uh, hit with the parts of myself that I don't like. You know, I don't want to look at that, but I've found that like the more that I allow myself to enter into my own heart, you know, then I'm able to allow God's grace in there because I realize my deep need for him. It's only when I look at those things that I realize how much I desperately need him and thank God we have a savior <laughs> because we desperately need him. But I'd like to convince myself that I don't, that I'm good, that I don't need it, that it's like, oh, I forgive you. But then I'm like not operating out of the fruits of the spirit. When I relate to that person, I'm actually holding a lot of resentment. I'm holding my love back. I'm not being vulnerable my heart has grown cold I might like push away a little bit so truly is that forgiveness if I say the words but I don't back it up by loving with the fruits of the spirit so I think there's a recognition of like what is happening in my heart in the relationships of people especially that God has entrusted to me it's important yeah. it's interesting at the um, when, when it gets to the part about us forgiving one another and I think it's important that we the our father in Jesus is con constantly doing this makes this connection between myself and God and then myself and my brothers and sisters that we can't live our relationship with Christ apart from relationship with one another and that's the measure with which we often measure. But it, it goes on to say, he's already talking about the Lord's mercy and his redemption and our confession of sin and he said, now if this is not daunting enough, right, then the outpouring of mercy cannot penetrate our hearts as long as we've not forgiven those who have trespassed against us. It goes on, he says, in refusing to forgive our brothers and our sisters, our hearts are closed to their hardness and it makes them impervious to God's merciful love. So this, if to the degree that I've experienced the Lord's mercy, I'm able to share that with somebody else. But, and, and it goes back forth time and time again, it says um, how difficult this is. Yep. And on 2844 it says, forgiveness, and this is really beautiful to pray about, forgiveness is the high point of Christian prayer that ability for each one of us. There's, there's a sense of a prayer that we offer when we're offering forgiveness to somebody else. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I think that's an important thing. We can, you know, we've all been wounded in, in different ways. And I've met people who have been severely wounded, you know, se severely traumatized. And that action of forgiveness is, is really difficult. But you know what? What was the hardest thing for God to do? To forgive us. He, he knows how difficult forgiveness is. I mean, this was his suffering on the cross. And so what we have in Christ, again, isn't somebody that's trying to, you know, smack our hand. You know, he's, he's trying to say, like, I know how hard it is to forgive. I gave my entire life in that, in that forgiveness. And he gives, us, he gives us grace to forgive. You know, forgiveness does begin with a choice that we want to forgive. I, th I think, you know, forgiveness isn't you know, just an emotional thing about I feel better about this. We, we have to come to a place where, Lord, I'm, this person hurt me. I'm angry at this person, but I, I want to forgive. And, and we ask for the grace for that, and that's part of this prayer. Like, I want to be forgiven, and I want to forgive. And, and many times, it's not something, like, just like our own virtue, we can't just, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and decide to do it. I mean, if we're hurt, we're hurt, and painful situations, and we've all had them. 
but asking the Lord to start changing our hearts. I mean, I find for me that that's really the key. And it, and it has to do with a, a genuine encounter of God's mercy. I, I sometimes dodge God's mercy in my own life. I, I'm, a, I'm a master of self-denial. And I will, um, I like to just kind of play off things, my sins, and like, that's ah, probably not that big of a deal. And yeah, you know me. And anyway, right? And, and the, the problem is when I dodge that mercy, um, I dodge the ability to be merciful to others. Because if I don't really allow myself just to be caught dead to rights with no excuses, I always have excuses, with no excuses or explanations, except, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. When we can have those moments of God, when we, can, when we know God's love is so great that we can be that vulnerable before God with our own sin, that's the moment that we're not only transformed by mercy, but certainly in my own life, I've been able to find reservoirs of mercy for others that have hurt me that I, that I just never really thought possible. But mm -hmm. for me, it was a recognition of, I don't know if I've really let God forgive me unconditionally, mm -hmm. no explanation, no excuses. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's a transforming moment. Yeah, the leaning into mercy and leaning into what God has that we don't is, I think, incredibly important. Because when I look at people in my life that have really hurt me, I think I'm not capable of doing what's required to heal this. And it's especially hard, and I know that many of you know what I'm talking about, when the person's never going to say they were sorry. Mm -hmm. They're never going to ask for forgiveness. Those are the hardest ones because you're just left with things undone. And um, you don't have that sense of closure, or like something to respond to. But as I've journeyed into those places in my own life, like the Lord has really so gently walked me through a lot of memories and he's been the one that I've been able to converse with about my hurt. And the grace that comes is, has been incredible in my life. Like I've truly seen memories and relationships be transformed just through doing my own work with God, but also um, as much as we have to be connected with each other and our relationship with God, like I think we can lean on people who can help us in that journey. You know, whether it be a really good counselor mm -hmm. or a good priest, spiritual director, who knows how to help us navigate those places in our hearts where there's walls. Forgiveness can be one of the hardest things to do, yet when we try to do it on our own, it's actually impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, I think what you said is important, Heather, and, and actually maybe to start with what you're saying is that, just to reiterate that uh, mercy, forgiveness, it's a choice, it's a decision, it's an act of the will. I always tell people, if you're only going to forgive when your heart feels like it, you're never going to forgive. But our heart follows that choice and that decision so that I can, I mean, there's been many times in my life that it's not that complicated. I find myself in a situation, I said, I'm going to forgive because, Lord, you've forgiven me and there's no other way. I mean, how unfair it would be that you've been so merciful time and time and time again, but this person, I'm going to hold this minor offense against them. So the only reason I do it is because the Lord has forgiven me. And if that's the only thing, it's imperfect, but at least it's what I have to offer. And then sometimes that's one, two, three, ten times, and then my heart eventually begins to follow that. But it's, it's almost always an act of the will and a choice. But what you said, Heather, is important, and especially as, you know, as I think family life is, this is the case so oftentimes, and that is that it's hard to forgive those people that are not going to ever ask for forgiveness, and it's also hard to forgive those people that are going to do it again. You know, and, and it's situation in religious life as well is that I'm confronted with, with offering forgiveness and mercy with a full recognition that they are me and I'm them. 
and that tomorrow I'm probably going to do it again, you know, and that, that continual grace of being able to offer forgiveness and, and to be on the receiving end of it, how can, how can we withhold that? But maybe just a word about that. How do you offer forgiveness knowing that the people you love and care for, you're going to do it again? It's the hardest. It's the hardest. And it's the best. Yeah. You know, like relationships of love are the best. I think about my kids and my husband especially. It's the best. It's the greatest joy in my life. And it pains me to know that I'm going to hurt them. It pains me to think about the times that I have hurt them. And I know I've hurt them. Um, but the repair that occurs and to be able to go to one another and say, I'm so sorry, like, will you forgive me? And, and follow-up questions, please tell me how I can love you better in this. Like, what are you needing from me right now? Like, how can I repair this? You know, to try to speak the messages. Like, that's one of the things that we try to do in our family a lot is like, what are the messages that we really want each other to know, that we want our kids to know, that as spouses we want each other to know that combat the enemy's lies in our life? So even in the areas of forgiveness, it's like reiterating where I hurt you. Like, I'm gonna tell you, I'm so sorry. I really love you. I'm really committed to you. And I wanna know, like, what's happening in your world or whatever it is, to just let the person know, like, I'm actually for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sinner, I'm weak, but I'm for you, like I'm on your team, so, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite uh, letters of John Paul II is he had a whole letter on the mercy of God, and um, he talked about um, the merciful love of God, and in Hebrew, there's the, one of the words for love is also mercy, it's, it's, a, it's a similar word. And he said so beautifully, he said that um, mercy is an indispensable element of God's love. And then he said, it is, as it were, love's second name. And I've just always come back to that idea that when we talk about God is love, it's God is mercy. It is, it is God is a merciful love. And the reason we're praying the Our Father prayer, the reason Jesus is giving us this prayer that he's praying to the Father and that we pray with him when we pray it is because he wants us to, to be like as the Heavenly Father is perfect. He wants us to be like God. That, that is, that's our birthright. You know, what child doesn't want to become like their father? And in baptism, we become sons and daughters of God and inheriting the kingdom that is promised for us. And so that's really at the heart of all of these petitions, but especially this one. I think this is the most poignant one. I mean, this is really the, the most sensitive one, I think, of, of all of them. This idea that it's Jesus' desire that we would be like Him, that we would be like the Father. This is why He's sending the Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our lives. And so this petition, then, is a cause of joy. You know, that forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us because we're really praying for the grace to do both of those things. You know, this is why it's a prayer. This is why we're asking our daddy, daddy, can I be more like you in this? Can I be more like you, first of all, in the way in which I receive your mercy? And can I be more like you in the way in which that I would share your mercy with others? And it says earlier in that section in prayer that humility is the foundation of all prayer that we're always coming to God aware that we're asking because we can't do it on our own. And it's just bigger than we are. And, and those are the miracles. I mean, I think the miracle of forgiveness, you know, it might not be as flashy as a, a broken limb being healed or other things like that, but it is, it is the most, forgiveness is the most incredible power in the universe. And that's, again, what 
what Jesus gave us on the cross, that, that symbol of love and, and symbol, that symbol, that sign of his love, that action of his love. It's that truly a work of life. the spirit. Like forgiveness is truly yeah, a yeah. work of the spirit. I was just sitting here reflecting on the scripture for this weekend. And after, you know, the spirit of the, of the Lord is upon me, one of the things it says is to proclaim freedom to the captives. And I was thinking, aren't we often the ones who are holding another in captivity? Mm-hmm. And our calling is to set people free, to just say, I release you. Like, you don't deserve it. And I think, I don't deserve what God has given to me. I, I have gone sideways thousands of times, you know? And, and I've wept in the car of just like experiencing the mercy of God for me in my life. I'm so undeserving of this, you know? And that's how I need to view another. It, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve our forgiveness. But for us to be able to give that freely is a work of the Spirit. So like if you're struggling, I just wanna encourage you, beg the Spirit to come. Beg the Spirit to come so that you can be one who sets captives free. It is, it, it's a way that we actually share in the divine nature of God. That, and that, that's, as you said, that that's our goal is we're divinized. We become more and more like God and to the degree that we're able to forgive more, we become more like Him. Um, may, maybe to close, that it's, it's fitting that we obviously do this in the Eucharist. Uh, at the end of this particular section of the Catechism there, it says, there is no limit or measure to the essential divine forgiveness whether one speaks of sin, as we hear in Luke, or debts, as we hear in Matthew. And then he goes on to say, we are always debtor. Owe to no one anything except to love one another. The communion of the Holy Trinity is the source and criterion of truth in every relationship, and it is lived out in prayer above all in the Eucharist. So again, it's fitting that, that we say the Our Father moments before we're going to go and encounter Jesus in the Eucharist, that Augustine would speak of the total Christ, that, that we receive Christ in his divinity in the, in the body of in the Eucharist, but it's also Christ's body in the people gathered here. And, and Augustine would go on to say, you're so careful not to drop Christ, right? You're so cautious not to drop him, um, but you'll drop the brother or sister next to you and you won't care for them and you won't love for them and you won't show mercy to them. Thank you, Augustine. Thanks. Yeah, so the, this, this invitation for us, in, in, as you stated, Heather, it's, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And to the degree that it's closer to our heart, it's more difficult. But the Spirit of God can always free, not, not, not just free them, but free us and allow us to be able to offer that mercy and forgiveness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do you want to close this in prayer? Yes, I do. Yeah. Will you pray with us? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we welcome you here into this place, this whatever is stirring in the hearts of those who are listening right now, God, in the area of forgiveness where they maybe need to forgive or another or experience forgiveness from you. Lord, these are tender places and you alone know the depths of pain, the wounding, the shame, the attachment. So Lord, I just ask through the power of your spirit that you would come and bring freedom to us and to those who have hurt us In your name, Jesus, we pray for freedom to come, the freedom that you have won for us. Your power lives within us, Lord, and it's only through you. Everything good comes from you. It's only through you that we can do impossible things. So we entrust all of these places to you, to your merciful care. Help us to be more like you, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus, amen. amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks. Thanks, Heather. Thank Thanks, you for Father having Dave. me, guys. We have the music.
Yeah, no? we'll add it later. Okay, so podcast is done. No. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh. You can send us an email at hope at franciscan.edu. No, just that. Just hope oh. at franciscan.edu. Videos, deaconbobrice.com. God bless. Now you cheer. <laughs> so manufactured.